0: Hello everyone and welcome back to Conversations with My Black Grandpa podcast. Today for episode 5, we are having kind of a fun and you know, enlightening episode and conversation for you guys to listen to in honor of Black History Month and because February holds February holds Valentine's Day, we decided to kind of do a joint topic of black love and relationships. And we have a special guest and I'll see y'all on the other side. Peace. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Conversations with My Black Grandpa. Uh, This month, we have a very, very special uh, segment for the month of February, which is not only Black History Month, but the month of Valentine's Day. And so I thought it would be a nice merge to do um, not only Conversations with My Black Grandpa, but his wife conversations with my black grandma as well and so today we have here not only grand sam but grand floris <laughs> um how are you guys doing today
1: we're doing good doing i'm fine. doing good we're doing fine <laughs>
0: okay so tell me i really want to know because i don't think i know this story in full but how you guys met and fell in love and kind of like what's your story
2: okay it's kind of a short story so that'll be good. Uh, It is um, my current sister-in-law told me that she knew this nice young lady down in Jackson.
1: Which sister-in-law?
2: Evelyn. Uh, And she said um, that she gave me her telephone number and told me to give her a call. Uh, (laughs) She said she was kind of shapely too. And um, I gave her a call and uh, got acquainted over the telephone. And uh, and so I decided I was going to come down for Mother's Day and, um, and come to where she works and meet her there. She worked at Allstate.
0: <laughs>
2: and so I went down and I went to the lunchroom and told them I was... Came to to see uh, Florice, Turner. Turner, Turner, and oh. sooner or later, <clears throat> he came in the lunchroom, and that's when I got a chance to see who it was I was talking to on the phone. And uh, I, uh, <clears throat> I, you know, we talked a little bit, but she had to go back to work, so I sat there in the lunchroom and created a whole lot of rumors when folks didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. and so after work, you know, uh, she told her mother she didn't have to pick her up because I was going to bring her home, so I took her home. And uh, and she told me how to drive, how to stay in the road, how to not make the wrong turn. I said, "Oh, that's kind of cute." I didn't know. <laughs> <it>. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
2: and so we got to the house, and everything. and so. I guess you might say that was the beginning. That's like May, and Mother May the tenth, to be exact. And so, <clears throat> uh, on uh, July the tenth, I got bitten by the um, bug, and I, oh, oh, oh. again. Okay. Uh, so I, I wanted to get married. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so, uh, we said, uh, I said December and after a while it got shorter and shorter and finally it came to August the 10th and, um, uh, and so, uh, I called the daddy on the telephone and asked if I could have the hand of his daughter over the phone in July. And uh, and he said he had a dream about me, and that it must be the right thing. He said he dreamed about a guy named Sam Ballard. I said, okay, that's getting pretty close. <laughs> I never heard. It uh-huh. And so <laughs> I said, well, that's pretty close. Then if he dreamed about somebody named Sam Ballard, okay. So from July to August was our engagement time, All month. And for getting ready for a wedding too. So
0: So you met in May and it's August and you're getting
2: married? Uh I told Pretty you much. the short
0: story. <laughs> <laughs> Times have truly changed because I would I don't I don't know if it'd be like that for me. But that's so that's so nice.
2: Hmm. Um and so um uh, so in August we had a wedding. And um so that was the the beginning right there.
0: Mm-hmm. And then came me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh years later. Years later.
0: <laughs> um, um okay, so that is that is a wonderful story. And so I'm just wondering, you know, the times that you guys have through. How how long how long have you guys been married?
2: 48.
0: 48.
2: Yeah. 48 yeah. years? 48 years. This will be this year will be 49.
0: They become years. Mm-hmm. Almost 50. And you know what? That is incredibly, not incredibly hard, but I'm sure it was incredibly worth it. And so when I think about all the times that you guys have went through, and not only as a married couple, but just a married Black couple in America, I'm just wondering what were some of the, the things some of the principles or ideas that really held you guys together during the different times that you um, were married?
1: Some of the principles and things that held us together was one of the things we made a decision at the beginning of our marriage was that we would not use the, the word divorce at all. That would not be a part of our language. Uh, it would not be like a curse word. Uh, we always respected each other. We didn't do things that was not respectable Um, since I knew his family before I met him. It's so coincidental that I knew his mom and his sisters and his brother-in-laws and I had worked with them in the church. So I'm like, okay, so he's not, can't be that bad of a guy, you know, (laughs) and uh, he had very good principles, carried himself everywhere, very respectful and everything. And um, so basically we have, stuck closely to the Bible version of uh, our marriage, you know, being truthful, not stepping outside the boundaries of a wife, looking at another man or or him looking at another woman, you know, uh, I feel like this person can do a better job than my wife, you know, and that has really made me feel very good, you know, to know that I have one man that, I have no have been faithful to me for these 49 years um, that will be coming up this year. And I have not had to wonder uh, about anything, even with his ministry that he was doing while he was working with his boys. And and I did have discouragement through church people, and that was very disappointing to know that church people had low standards of their own husband, because I feel like if they have low standards of mind, they have low one of those, but I've always trusted my husband to the fullest without a shadow of a doubt.
2: Now, my kind of ministry was the kind that put me in a lot of homes and a lot of these homes, in fact, all of these homes, maybe seven, maybe one, were single single parent homes or single mother mm-hmm. homes. Mm-hmm. So I do have to say that my wife had to be pretty good at, at understanding my kind of work, put me in the house with a lot of single women over time because the boys had mothers and but but this never came up as being a an issue
0: that's great so with with that in mind what do you think is missing mm-hmm. from current marriages today in terms of black marriages or do you think that maybe there's a lack in black marriages like should there be more i just want to know you guys' opinions
2: well, I uh, I think that first of all, uh, once you get rid of the word divorce, then it kind of changes the game altogether, because now it's no longer you know, you gotta have you know you can't have like like a, a physical and verbal abuse and stuff like that either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying you kind of have the the fair play thing where. I don't do no harm to you and you don't do no harm to me. Yeah. Then then yep. you can shut the back door and don't have no back door. And you have to now live with whatever it be the situation, uh, because you got to deal with the fact that it's not going to always be pleasant. And so if you can deal with that and knowing that you got to figure it out and work it out or whatever the case might be, then it kind of leaves you to a point of, of knowing that, um, that you don't have the option of opting out. I think mm-hmm. once you take the option of opting out, out your creativity kind of kicks in and you start saying, okay, what can I do like that?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have anything and- to say, Grandma? Well, I think, um, uh, the link in black marriages and relationships right now is principles. Oh, uh, When you drop your standards of life and um, start deciding that checking is the thing, you know that's a a wrong start in the very beginning, because that's letting you know you don't feel good about yourself. That Mm -hmm. you can hold yourself long enough to commit to one person and not have to go through all these different things to prove to this one guy, you, I want you, I want, and he might never marry you. You know what I'm saying? He, he might just be using you, you know, to your, to his advantage, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, um, when you live with a person before you get married, you give up your personal standards and your spiritual convictions. And that's one thing you have to have is a spiritual conviction. Uh, I, both of us came into our marriage as saved people. I was saved and he was saved. So I had convictions and he had convictions and, um, and when you lose respect for each other fa- when you lose respect for each other faster it's hard to get it back and never get it back you know it's hard once you once you lose it it's hard to get it back you know it's hard to gain it back you know and this might not be the person that you're going to really supposed to be with for the rest of your life you have just made a decision that you realize this is not what i want you know mm-hmm. and in other words, don't step in something you you know you can't get out of, because once you step in some things you cannot get out of, like, talking about.
2: I would say abstinence is probably something that young people don't realize is kind of a critical issue. Uh, you don't have a such thing as moving your relationship to another level. level. <laughs> No, no. Hey, you don't have a thing like that, really. You're not, um, you don't move it to another level until after you say, I do. Then you move it to another level. Before you say, I do, you uh, you don't have, you're still an individual, and your girlfriend or boyfriend is an individual. And so you don't, you're not together at that point. And so, uh, sexual abstinence is important uh, for a couple and, uh, and I know that a lot of people don't know that that's important and no such thing as, as a relationship going to another level where you have uh, where you abandon the abstinence
0: mm-hmm. I like um, the point that you made grandma on how people try seeking relationships in order to kind of fill themselves I remember hearing I believe from Miles Monroe, about having a relationship where it's like 50-50 isn't always good because you're only giving half of yourself and the other person is only giving half of themselves to try and make a whole. But from what I hear from you guys, you were both your own individual people. You had your own, you were already completely full. And then you came together and then became, you okay. made those two holes one, which is what the Bible says that the two became One. one. So I like that idea as well. I have another question. Let me get to it. It is. um, Oh, so what would you give if somebody is in a struggling marriage today? What do you think are some tips on how to help them get back on track?
2: A good question, of course, is that when people have a struggle, they may have overlooked warning signals along the way. For example, mm-hmm. if somebody said to a young lady that her boyfriend used to hit her his old girlfriend, you know, or, or or do something along that line, you don't don't ever think of a person being different when they're talking to you. They're the mm-hmm. same person. So however you treated previous relationships is a similar way that they that will happen in this relationship so if uh, so the idea is that sometimes people want to be changers they want to change people well well i'm going to change that person he's not, that. Gonna be, he's not going to be like that with me Can't i'm going to change him i'm going to change her don't ever go into the changing business It ain't going to work to try to change somebody from
1: whatever they were to whatever you think they should be.
2: What do you think about that? Mm -hmm.
1: And also changing a person is, do you really want them to change? You know, but the first thing is uh, uh, when you change a person uh, and you, and you have already made a commitment and you're in a marriage, I'm talking marriage situation. And you begin all begin you start off being nice, kind, respectful, you know, and then all of a sudden everything began to change, and then you start thinking, now, now what did I well, did I do something wrong? Am I going in the wrong direction? You know, and one thing you should do is pray. Um mm-hmm. pray about your situation. You know, don't go just jump into something that you don't know what you're jumping into and one thing you can't listen to everybody and if you have problems I say when you have problems you will find that you cannot tell everybody your problems you have to find someone I said one not 15 mm-hmm. <laughs> one person that you can trust talk to and you know whatever you say to that person it is not going any further than the two of you, and they are and they are helping you, and they are telling you what you need to do. Maybe you need to do something correctly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you know, and and if it's your husband, you know, the Lord have to work with him, you know, to show him his fault. You know, but every everybody is different, you know, and. You work out your problems in different ways. Now, with me and my husband, uh, we was talking about something the other day. I can't remember exactly what it was. And we immediately agreed. And we looked at each other and we said, this was an argument. You know, we (laughs) this is something that people don't usually agree on. Like one, two, three, you know, it was not a discussion. You know, I'm not saying this always happened, you know, mm-hmm. but you will find out uh when you will with a person, and I'm I'm the kind of person I don't do a lot of talking, I'm kind of on the quiet side sometimes. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but when it comes to sometimes like decisions or stuff, men and him mm-hmm. get to talking about them, and we haven't discussed it, and we end up on the same page. And I'm like, okay, so we do think alike. You know, we don't, I don't talk a time, but we think alike when there are times, you know, like, I I give example, like, raising our kids, we was like on the same page with raising our kids. And, and I'm like, this is supposed to be an argument for some families, kids playing mom and dad against each other, you know, but we was able to manage to know how to do it together. And did not cause a conflict uh, between the two of us, you know. So I I have my individual thinking, you know. He has his individual thinking, but when it comes down to some major facts that we need to make a final decision on, we're on the same page. What you say, Bay? I
2: think the children never really took our argument seriously. Because I remember listening to some tapes of us debating, okay, and yeah. children were were acting like we weren't talking at all. They were they were just as cheerful, and, and they start when they ask a question. They ask a question. I mean, they were just as just as uh, peaceful as ever. They didn't seem to be nervous because we were debating an issue, and uh, and I don't I I think that. One of the things that people don't realize is that children are very concerned about your relationship, mm-hmm. so they they really like to see mom and dad getting along, and uh, <clears throat> and so when you think about a relationship, don't think about just husband and wife. Children are very much a part of it, so how they feel about it is very important because it can dist- it can really dis- disrupt their sense of safety and security when the mother and father not getting along with each other.
1: Mm-hmm. Or anyone, um, after they have grown up and have left to go out in the world after college, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you don't know how you think, you know, you really don't know how your kids are thinking. You don't know how much of your teaching has really sunk in their mind until they have to go out and go on their own, go off to college, and know mm-hmm. how to be uh, independent. And and I've found out and I've learned that your true teaching of your children is once they're away from you. It's not why they like right there under you because you know they're gonna obey you as long as they're right there or try to do the best you can, you know, to obey. But when it's when you get away from your parents, where is your teaching? Is your parents teaching, showing up in you, you know, are you doing the right thing? Are you making the right decision? You know, cause mama and dad's not going to always be there with you, you know? So the decisions and the things that parents do in front of children are so important, how they respond, how they act, you know, you, you never know because you'll see yourself again in your children. hmm we
2: we did a lot of a lot of crazy stuff too. Like for example, <laughs> we we would wake our children up by singing.
1: And another one is um, minute, you, okay. You you go ahead song, on. one. Okay, what song? Uh, wake up
2: singing
1: in, in the morning. Lord, ten, hallelujah. hallelujah. Damn. Damn. And also, I used to do um, at about five six o'clock in the morning go upstairs and I always anointed my kids before they got up to go to school mm-hmm. and I would go and I anoint them on their forehead and pray for each one of them and I come on back down you know and those are some little small things you think kids don't remember oh my. they could tell you better than whether or not they were even sleep when you came up there to pray for them and what you were doing you know <laughs> But little small mm-hmm. stuff, kids, remember. Now, how far back a child can remember what are some of the things that was the parents did in front of them? It's in their mind, and it sticks in their mind mm-hmm. so, you
2: know, a, a lot of relationship is in parenting as well. Um, so that's mm-hmm. kind of hand in hand.
0: That's another relationship. I can, I think back on like the times that you and your kids, well, my, my mother, <laughs> have lived through. I'm thinking the 70s, the 80s, 90s. And you have two, you have three kids, you have two daughters and a son. And I'm thinking, you know, the war on drugs, a lot of um, mass incarceration, and just, and you guys live in Memphis, Tennessee. It's not really. Sometimes it's not really the safest city. So I can understand how I can see how you guys really took seriously, you know, really nurturing your children, loving on your kids, because once they go out in the world, they will need that teaching. They will need to remember that loving relationship that you guys had so they can then cultivate those same healthy relationships out in the world, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, they do mention from time to time they want to try to do it the way we did it.
1: <laughs> what well, this way, maybe a face not show. Sure.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: But
1: well, well, yeah. the only thing I can say is uh I well we don't accept the credit, we give all the credit to God, all the glory and the honor to God, because without his knowledge and understanding of the direction in which we he led us to raise our kids, they wouldn't be who they are today.
0: Amen. I agree. Yeah. And I think that's a good ending note for today. Y'all funny. Y'all know that? <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny. The, you, you guys' is d- dynamic together. It's like it's like opposites attract. Not like complete opposites because you're both very like timid and sweet, but just granddaddy's very stern and grandma, she's very soft. And it's nice to see y'all like go together, but I think that'll be all for our discussion today, right? That's a good ending note.
1: I well, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: No problem. I just want to wish everybody happy Valentine's Day and happy Black History Month. Yeah.
2: Amen. <laughs> all, right. all right, ready to go. <laughs> Love.
0: All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed another episode of Conversations with My Black Grandpa. I hope again you either learned something, remembered something, or will do something based off of what you heard. Also, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at Conversations with My Black Grandpa. There, you'll be able to see some sneak peeks and some reminders on new episodes and more. And if you feel led to really invest in the work that we are doing for the black community, feel free to cash up us at C W M B G on cash app. All right. I'll see y'all next time. Peace.